Welcome to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by ParentTrainers.com presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Aaron Aldridge. Aaron has been helping young adults, adolescents, and their families for nearly two decades. As a father of two grown children himself, Aaron empathizes with parents who want the best for their young adult children as they venture into the world to seek out successful lives of their own. His goal is to help each person who comes to Spruce Mountain Inn emerge into a fulfilling and productive life. Aaron loves spending time with his family. He is also very passionate about coffee. Who knew? He loves everything about coffee from the aroma of coffee beans roasting to the second crack for a dark roast to the perfect conical burr grind. All of that is completely Greek to me. So for Aaron, each cup, though, he pours should be a cup of bliss. Let's not wait any longer. Here's Aaron. All right, Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Joanna, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, glad you're here. Let's just dive right in. Why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about the expectations that you had growing up around post-secondary education? Okay, I'm going to try and be semi-concise around this in that there really wasn't a lot of expectation around, you know, formal conversation around post-secondary education. My dad was a petroleum engineer. My mom didn't go to college. You know, my grandparents didn't either, but they all own their own businesses. The message really was all about keeping your options open. And even, you know, one of the ways from, I think, probably about eight years old, my dad started playing chess with me. And looking back, what I realized that was a, it wasn't really about whether winning or losing. It was be patient enough to look at the entire board before you make your next move. And if you make a not so great move, doesn't mean the game's over unless the game is really over, but you'll get to play again. So not a, not a real, you must go to college. And I actually didn't even plan to go to college until my senior year of high school. Oh, that's so cool. I'm just like picturing you playing chess with your dad and like the, the wisdom that is being, insti- you know, that's instilled in you on how this game then translates to all, all points or all areas in life. That's amazing. But so then speak to how you came to the place your senior year in high school, where like all of a sudden now college is kind of on the mind. What happened? Well, so if we, if we go back to a couple of my former lives, as I sometimes call them, um, I'm a failed musician. And I actually saw somebody do a post this morning on Instagram. I won't mention Joanna Lilly's name that I was really, I smiled when I saw that pop up because sometimes I, I think when we talk about success gets used, I will find that that teens and young adults and especially families, it's like, Oh, don't say the F word. Well, failure is a part of life. Mm. It's a part of building resiliency. And so I'm a failed musician. I grew up in a small Colorado town, and in that tiny fishbowl, I was a pretty okay classical and jazz guitarist. So I, I really, I wanted to be a studio musician. I didn't think I'd be a famous, you know, rock star or anything like that. But then I had some doubts. So 
in my senior year, I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go to college. Ended up going to CSU, went there for a while, guitar performance major. And towards the end of that first year, I won't go on and on with this story, but I'm standing, I remember it clearly, I'm standing in a music store and I'm watching a 14-year-old just shred up and down the neck of this guitar. And I remember thinking, I will not, and on my best day, I'm not, I don't have that. I don't have that. So I did a couple weeks of soul searching, shortish version. Uh, I left that program, uh, went to work in the restaurant industry. I did that for 13 years and ended up midway through that going back and getting an undergrad in finance. And thought I would stay in restaurants. Um, loved it, enjoyed it for a long time. Uh, and that's actually what, how I even made my leap to doing therapy. I happened to work with a lot of really great people and great owners that really took good care of their employers, or excuse me, their employees at all levels. And that's where I got to really start to have conversations about what is the obstacle getting in your way? And when I would sit down with a man, group of managers, when I had a, a district, we would hear, well, it was, it's this in the job markets, it's that. But yet, I knew there was something else. And a lot of times it ended up being, well, okay, actually, I've got a child that's sick. Or there's a problem in my marriage. Or, you know, one instance, I've, there's a, some substance abuse stuff going on. And the answer wasn't, now oh, we're going to fire you. Like, let's get you some help. You're a valuable part of this company. And when I realized I my, really had lost my passion for restaurants, more soul searching, went back to school and um, did my graduate studies in master's in counseling. Oh, I love that. Talk about different career paths that could not be any further from each other, or at least like on paper, it looks like it. But what I'm hearing you say is the like, yeah, like you were in the restaurant business, but a lot of what you were doing was therapeutic support, right? Like you were identifying this, like, look, your professional performance is actually related to where you're at personally. And that's so cool that you kind of saw the opportunity of like, I'm going to redirect. I think that's another thing that's so important for people to understand is that life is not this linear point A to point B and like you follow that path and you're on that path forever. I mean, I know I'm preaching in the choir when I'm talking to you and we take all of these forks in the road and they take us on beautiful paths that we could not have pictured. I mean, like you at 18 at CSU as a music major would have never known that you, you know, 13 plus years later after the restaurant business being in that industry that all of a sudden you'd be going back to get it to finish your degree to then also change your path to yeah. counseling. I mean, like <laughs> just mm. so stinking cool. Never in a million years. If you've asked that guy back, back there, no, he'd have thought you were hysterical. Uh, I'm sure I would be having the same conversations with my former self, like my, my 18 year old self, same, same deal. Um, Let's talk about the, like, you got your degree, your, your master's in counseling. So then now you're veering off that path. Where does that take you? What are you doing with that degree? Currently? So, or, or right after? Yeah, just, I mean, like, Even, right after, like, leading up to where you are now. Because I think well, will be, yeah, I think they'd love to hear kind of what that journey looked like, too. 
I, I started doing um, my internship with a small group practice and, and that was, was adults, uh, fair amount who were coming out of uh, correctional facilities. And at the same time, a friend of a friend let me know about this whole residential treatment thing. And I say thing because that really, that world I was not aware of. And so went and talked with Vista Treatment Centers there in Utah and um, finished my internship with them. And at the end of that, I really thought, well, okay, this has been great. I've learned a lot and now I'm kind of looking for the next chapter. And they approached me about staying on board with them, uh, which, which I did for oh, a little over a decade with wow. those guys. Um, okay. And you were working as a therapist with them or did you work? Yeah. Uh, as a therapist, uh, worked at residential, ran one of their, their transition programs for a while, um, and then went on to be clinical director at a different residential program. And now, you know, almost two years out here in Vermont at Spruce Mountain Inn with young adults. Love it. And now you're, you're also, what's, what is your role or title at Spruce Mountain Inn now? So at Spruce Mountain, I'm assistant director. And so that really, um, we're a program that's on the smaller side. So that means wearing a lot of different hats, um, which I enjoy. Right. It, you know, maybe supervising the clinical team one hour. Next hour is, um, you know, talking with the young adult about the worry of putting together a resume because they don't feel like it's going to be good enough. Next hour maybe, you know, looking at some repair, plunging a toilet even. <laughs> all, all those really, really glorious things that, that you're sure, sure you'll do in graduate school. They, they were all on the job description. <laughs> Love it. Well, I always ask this question now too for any of my guests, which feels pointed, but I think it's appropriate, which is, you know, do you see yourself as successful right now? I do. And that seeing it and the more so even the feeling it, that may depend on the end of the day. Some days it's a great day and things went smoothly, or even you just really achieve some things you've been working on for, for weeks or months. Other days, you know, world kind of beat you up a little bit, bad chest move. Uh, to go back to that and you start thinking about maybe maybe I need to go that barista path but it's you know that those are the times I really try and practice what I preach to anybody I've worked with is tomorrow's a new day see what you can course correct the next day and there's you know a day is a day so successful yes primarily because I, I'm at a place now where I feel like I'm comfortable in my own skin. It's, mm -hmm. it's not about title. It's not about the, what I do in a day. But at the end of the day, I, I feel pretty good with me, the failures and the successes. Right. Well, and I just even hearing you talk about it, what makes me think where that success lies is your perspective in it's only a day, right? Like tomorrow will be different. And what, you know, what will happen tomorrow is to be determined. And so I think even having that, you know, the ability to really separate out 
you know, the little successes, the ups and downs and embracing those failures allow you to continue to, you know, like you said, feel comfortable in your skin, which in itself is success. I would love for you to share with our listeners, I mean, again, the assistant director of a young adult residential treatment program. Uh, curious what piece of advice you would give to a young person who is uh, struggling, right? So let's, let's, we can use the example of you after, you know, first year at CSU, having this kind of soul searching experience, I don't know what to do. What advice would you give to that young person right now? You know, first would be to let things slow down. I think our world, and it's not just about today, but I think today is it magnified it even more. The world goes so fast. Um, my experience in college, especially undergrad, we didn't have social media. You know, I, when I was quite a bit younger, I'm going to date myself now, quite a bit younger, there were three channels. And yes, the standing on one foot, holding a rabbit ears antenna. There may be some people that listen to this podcast and we, I don't understand the words he's saying. Um, <laughs> Google that stuff. It'll be educational. Now, news, media, information is nonstop. Um, I get overwhelmed with it. And especially now in our, our pandemic world, which there was no training for any of us on how to handle that, whether it be the logistics or even the emotional right. side, is to find a way to just slow things down for yourself for a moment. I also think, and this may go against the grain, where I was actually talking about this with some friends and some of our clinicians here at Spruce a few weeks ago, we'll talk a lot about having someone find their passion. I also think when you're 16, when you're 20, 26, you may not know what that is, um, or you may not sure what, be sure what a passion is, but everybody else on Instagram and all the other places, they look so passionate after 47 selfies and filters right. and editing. <laughs> so part of it is, let's just start. Let's go do something and the actual doing, then you can reflect on it on the end of the day, get you out of your head. How do you feel about what you did? That's going to lead to your next step. And again, like you said, it is like that up and down. It's like looking at a 10-year stock market. It is all over the place. And yeah. sometimes the guy running a restaurant ends up in therapy sessions where they didn't even realize they would ever be. If someone have said to the 20 year old, well, find your passion. <laughs> wouldn't have been on their list. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's go and try something. Um, yeah. be, be willing to fail. And Joanna, I think be willing to actually acknowledge your own success. Mm -hmm. I think that, that's the other thing I see a lot of young adults struggle with. I had some success, but maybe it wasn't as good as everybody else's. Yeah, that's hard. I think, I mean, I'd love to follow up this question by asking um, kind of the same question, but rather for the parents of that young person, right? The parents whose young adult is struggling, whether it's an 18-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 32-year-old, 
right? Because at this point, that young adult in quote kind of age range is stretched significantly, but especially during the pandemic. What advice would you give with that to the parent right now, if you feel comfortable, kind of top of mind advice for them? Boy, and you had to layer on pandemic and make the, there's no slow pitch in that question. <laughs> you can remove it, right? This could be like Sam's pandemic. What advice would you give a parent? Well, no, I, th- I think it's, it's a great question. And let's leave pandemic in there. I, I think parents also, we want to protect our kids. I mean, I, I've got two, two adult children. And they're they're out, they're they're doing their thing. And I get I get the calls where I'm just gonna be honest, all the th- therapy land, all that goes right out the window, dad hat on, and I've got to just remind myself, poker face, poker face, poker face, <laughs> and just listen. Yeah. So first would be to listen and also share in, in a healthy manner, share with your kids um, age appropriate course but share with them when you have a bad day and you're like yeah I had a bad day I'm in a spot I'm not I really don't know what to do but it you know it'll work out and it's not it can't be you tell me what to do I need your emotional support until they get to that age where maybe they can offer it at an equal level you know I knew when when my dad was stressed at work he didn't go a lot into it but when he would come home and I ask hey dad how was your day and he'd be like, today wasn't a good one. Not at all. Uh, and sometimes he'd talk a little more about what it was. But I, I just knew that not every day was fine. Every day was great. People could have stress. And I also think there's been a culture of everything has to be great. And I'll hear so many parents talk about, I want my kids to be happy. I, that, I guess, would be the other part. Happy is a moment in time. It's not an existence. Right. It's Um, fleeting. (laughs) Yes. I look happy in my Instagram photo, but really, as soon as that picture is taken, like, I was, you know, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Okay. I love that. I think that's so important for parents to know. I think just going back to what you said, that it's not about uh, listening to like be in a place of solution, you know, being solution focused of like, I hear you and how do I solve this problem for you? Especially right now in the pandemic, it's just like, you just need somebody to listen. Like we're all in this together and it's been, it's been rough, right? For all of us. And then just to understand that when parents say, you know, I just want my kid to be happy. I just want them to be healthy. Well, that is an ebb and flow too. So making sure that we understand like, no, it's unrealistic to say, I want you to be happy. And I also want you to be functional. Like if you're not happy, how do you, how do you like get to a place where you can advocate for yourself, where you can sit in your discomfort and not like have that literally ruin, not just your day, but your week or what feels like your life. Cause I've had so many, so many young adults and teens say, okay, today was really good, but I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant, or some have even said scared to say that because then everybody's going to expect me to do and feel that tomorrow. Or, 
you know, I'm afraid to really talk about the bad days because then here comes all of the problem solving or all of the, you know, over identification of what, what that means and will be. Let's successfully have a bad day. I love that. That's awesome. I might use that as my new tagline. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Aaron, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your story and to share some some advice for young people and parents that are kind of navigating um, some some challenging times right now. So again, thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with us. Joanna, absolutely my pleasure. That's it for this week's Success is Subjective episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their very personal story with the world. You can follow me, Joanna, on Instagram at Lily Consulting and on Facebook at Lily Consulting LLC. Most importantly, though, check out the resources link on my website at lilyconsulting.com. And that's L-I-L-L-E-Y consulting.com. Or you can just search on Google for Lily Consulting. You can also download and subscribe to listen to the Success is Subjective interviews on any popular podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Make sure you check out the show notes where you'll find contact information, website details, links to articles, and all social media for our guest. Once again, thank you to parenttrainers.com for sponsoring this podcast series. And thank you, our listener, for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.